Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Three oh three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is no, it's not that. It is Friday Eve. Doesn't that have such a nicer tone to it? Friday Eve is you're standing around. You could almost see the weekend. Just look out your window. Pretty sure you can see it. Uh, Michael Harrison's going to join us about a half hour from now. Michael is, a, is gosh, how do I don't even begin to describe Michael? A groundbreaking radio personality. Started out in the, uh, the music segment back when music radio used to have personality. And then realized, my gosh, the uh, the personality component of uh, radio was headed to talk radio. He enters into that, and and he's got a choice. Michael's an amazing broadcaster. He's an incredibly talented talk radio host. But he sees this entire industry building. I mean, we're right there on the ground floor. I was there at the beginning. He was there at the beginning. And Michael had a choice to make. Do I continue as... A broadcaster, a talk radio personality, or do I put that aside and create this industry's first actual trade publication? Do I become an activist for talk radio? He chose the latter. He chose the latter. And uh, were it not for Michael Harrison, talk radio as we know it simply would not exist. Michael was tapped not too long ago to head up efforts for World Radio Day. It is a thing, and it's an important thing, and I'm happy to say he is going to be with us at 3.33. Now, at 5.33, another longtime friend, Dr. Keith Ablo is going to be along. You know, Keith lives in one of those other commonwealths. He's up there in the People's Republic of Massachusetts. And up there, Maura Healy, who, uh, well, she's the governor, but more importantly, she's the first lesbian governor. Because, well, you know, Massachusetts kind of likes firsts a little bit like the White House likes firsts, a little bit like uh, like the, uh, the Democrats have a tendency to just make note of firsts as opposed to bests. But Maura Healy is now kicking children and senior citizens out of a community center in Roxbury. It's a section of Boston. I'll, I'll let uh, Keith explain a little bit more in detail. Uh, you should know it is traditionally uh, been an overwhelmingly black 
community. It has also had real, real issues with poverty, although now it's becoming gentrified. It's kind of becoming a hip place to be. But Maura Healy is kicking out children and senior citizens from the community center in Roxbury to provide housing for illegal aliens. Yeah. So Keith's going to tackle that. And you know that Keith, by training, is a psychiatrist. And... Look, I, I love the human mind, as you, I hope you have figured out, right? I'm always studying and analyzing and taking courses and doing programs and workshops and trying to figure stuff out. Uh, one of the things that I've done throughout the years, man, it's, it's got to be 20 years that I have taken a whole slew of uh, hi- hypnosis courses. Is it real? Is it not real? Is it a thing? Is it not a thing? And um, I, I, I'm doing that. I, in fact, I just sat for uh, uh, some national boards for, uh, for hypnosis. But uh, I, I asked him about certain things. A couple of weeks ago, there was that article that said psychopaths have um, uh, ring fingers, ring fingers that are taller than their index fingers. That seems to be something that came up in, the, in a couple of studies. And could that mean something? And so I said, well, Keith, I, look, we've known each other a long time. We've shaken hands, but, man, my ring finger's like towering over my index fingers. What does it mean? Of course, Keith said, but I think it just means you have long fingers. But uh, one of the things I wanted to ask him about, about were narcissists, right? You probably know someone who's an egomaniac. And if you work in certain industries, I can guarantee that you know people who are egomaniacs. And you can figure out how you deal with them. But what about a stone-cold narcissist? Because they have a tendency to be mean and nasty. So I wanted to find out from Keith what he thinks about narcissism and how you handle it. Maybe next week, if you've got some sort of a disorder, you're looking, you know, it's just spending a night sort of pawn through the DSM-5 going, oh, I've always wanted to know about that. Send me a note, and and I'll pass it on uh, to Keith, and we'll get a little bit of his insight. Quick reminder to you about the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140, Think about a time when the messages on signs said, black people are not allowed in this swimming pool. Uh, Black people are not allowed to enter this room. You and I, I I hope, agree on this. It's disgusting, right? The idea that you were in a place, you were in a time where Our fellow human beings who happen to be black were not allowed to enter into certain places or sit at certain tables or or ride in a certain part of the bus or or, or come into the swimming pool. We, We can all agree on that, can't we? It's wrong. Well, so how come the University of Waterloo, which is an institution up in Canada, Waterloo, Ontario, has a... Well, I, I don't know what to call it, uh, uh, an hour of bigotry twice a week? Twice a week, the University of Waterloo Athletic Center suspends its calendar of mid-morning 
swim lessons, and reserves the 25-yard pool exclusively for black people. White people are not allowed to enter the swimming pool during that time. Only black people are allowed to be in the swimming pool. Oh, and it's not just black swimmers. The instructors must also be black. There are no white instructors allowed. There are no white students allowed. There are no white people at all allowed during the 60-minute black-only pool hour. Now, i got to tell you something. i got a problem with that. It's, it's not at all that I don't want black people in the swimming pool. Any more than I say, oh, well, we don't want white people in the swimming pool. I just think it's abhorrent. I think it's racist. I think it's bigoted. I think it, No, I don't think that. I know that. It's wrong. Did you know that there's also, uh, at the University of Waterloo, a couple of... Uh, women's only events that happen here and there every once in a while they're open by the way to uh, to guys who say that they are women but there's also a weekly trans swim that's only open to transgender people so if you're a guy who says he's a gal you can go if you're a gal who says she's a guy you can go But if you're a guy who is a guy or a gal who is a gal, you're not allowed to go there. Okay. (laughs) Does, does, Does that not sound a little bizarre? All right. Well, let's let let's go to another institution of higher learning. This one's the University of British Columbia. University of British Columbia has just opened something called the Black Student Space. The black student space features showers, locker rooms, and a nap room. Are you allowed to go? No. No, you are not. To gain access, students must apply. Well, maybe you could. Maybe you just say that you, you know, identify in a certain way. To to gain access, students at the University of British Columbia must apply and affirm that they are one of the following. Black African descent, African American, African Canadian, Afro Caribbean, Afro Latinx, and Afro Indigenous. Wow. Seriously, what if you just identify that way? Toronto Met- Metropolitan University, which used to be known as a Ryerson uh, Polytech, just opened up their Black Student Lounge. Yep, you know where we're going, right? Black Student Lounge gives a place to black students where they can, quote, heal and recharge from oppression. What if they're not being oppressed? I mean, it, it is 2024. How many of us are being oppressed? Are you being oppressed in any way? Uh, the other reason for the black student lounge is to quote promote black flourishing and i don't know if that happens in the nap room or in the shower room i don't know but uh you know they're okay uh we've got a lot that we are chatting about today remember you can always jump in the uh, chronic care of richmond text line always available to you 833-804-1140 833 
pardon me, 804-1140. The uh, politics and pints date, I mentioned it yesterday. Let me mention it again. You still can't buy tickets, but uh, hopefully that'll be changing any day now, which would be fantastic. Uh, I will tell you that the uh, the date is March the 20th, and it is once again down in Hopewell at the historic Beacon Theater. So if you would like to go, well, put it on your calendar. Take your phone out right now, March the 20th. You want to be in Hopewell. I know, you never thought you'd say that, but it's true. You want to be in Hopewell at the historic Beacon Theater, March the 20th is when we will have our next iteration of Politics and Pints. It's the eighth one. I think we've probably worked all the bugs out by this point, don't you think? I think so. It should be great fun. So hopefully you will be there. It is 315 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Friday Eve. Say it with me. Friday Eve. I'm gazing at myself. Oh, that's weird. Uh, but it's me with Amazing Jonathan. Remember Amazing Jonathan? God, what an... Am- well, I was going to say amazing. That's, that's uh, but, but he was. He was an amazing talent. An incredible uh, music... Uh, musician. Magician and comedian. Uh, he, he became a, uh, a buddy... Uh, when I uh, was out in Vegas, uh, did mornings at uh, the Great KXNT, and uh, he w- he just became like a regular. It, it, Vegas is a weird sort of a place. Very, very weird sort of a place. And uh, people have bizarre schedules, right? It's very much a 24-hour town. So you have people who are getting up and going to work at two in the morning and uh, are, are sleeping at uh, nine in the morning and uh, lounge acts that are playing until two or three or four. And then you got headliners like, uh, like Jonathan was, but he would be out in many, in many cases, once he closed down his, uh, his second or third show of the night. And then he would just be around. They might go out to have a snack, have a drink. Uh, there were times that I got to the radio station. I, like, he was already there. Hey, I, I just thought I'd drop by today. Uh, okay. And, and and super talented. So, you know, I, I'm kind of at a point in my life where uh, I got a lot of looking back I'm doing on this uh, goofy radio thing. And so I've got a lot of really cool photos that I've come across. And I'm just sort of posting them here and there. And this was one of them. Now, Jonathan passed away a couple of years ago. And he had actually done a bit where he claimed to have died. And it was this, there's a whole, well, I would call it a documentary, but I guess it was really a pseudo documentary that came out that claimed he had died and then he hadn't really died. And then this time he really did die and then people didn't believe him. But if you do want to see the photo, it's just a good one. And and my old buddy, uh, uh, Rob Eno, Rob Eno works uh, for the Blaze down in Dallas. And uh, he just says, you know what, Jeff, the in-sync look gets me every time. If you take a look at it, you can see that uh, uh, my luscious hair, uh, which, God, there was so much more of it in 2001. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a slightly different color. That's all I'm going to say. So if you do, you need a laugh on a uh, on a Friday Eve. Head on over. You could look at the Jeff Cat Show uh, on Facebook. The Jeff Cat Show on 
Facebook. You know what else you're going to see over there? It sounds a little weird, but you're going to see a picture of a, a lovely bowl of soup and a sandwich. I was over at Jake's place earlier today, and even though I was sitting at the Jeff Katz table in the Jeff Katz section, I did not have the Jeff Katz sandwich. I had seafood chowder, man, that, oh, delicious. I, I don't know how long they're going to have it, uh, but you need to get over and give it a try. 511 Thompson Street in Ashland. Quick reminder about the stuff we're doing this afternoon. Michael Harrison's going to be joining me in just a couple of moments. Michael is uh, just one of the most important people in the community of radio and talk radio in particular. Uh, he is and has been for, I don't know, 50 years. One of the finest broadcasters you would ever hear. A talented musician. Brilliant guy. And he gave up his own talk radio career to become the the guiding light in a, in, in a lot of ways for the talk radio business. And his publication is the trade publication for talk radio. And he has been tapped to head up efforts on World Radio Day. You know, we hear Sean Hannity all the time, do we not, talking about the importance of AM radio? And there's a real debate and discussion in the industry. Are people listening to the AM signal? Do they listen to the FM signal? Are we all just listening on our phones to the, to the app, right? So that goes around and around and around and around. And as long as I've been doing this, people I'm talking about, well, people, everybody's going to move from AM to FM. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But radio itself is such a vital medium. Spoken word programming is essential. So we're going to talk with Michael a little bit about that coming up at uh, 3.33. And then at 5.33, Dr. Keith Abloh. You know that I love, love, love Dr. Keith Abloh. Great guy. I got two big issues that I need to discuss with him. Number one, since he is based in Massachusetts, although I'm not kidding you. Every time I talk to him, I try. I try to get him to come south. You're trading one Commonwealth for a better Commonwealth. Come on, Keith, you can do it. But up there in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the uh, the goofy governor up there has now kicked uh, children and senior citizens out of a community center in Roxbury, in the Roxbury section of Boston, uh, to move in a whole slew of illegal aliens. How does that make sense in anybody's world? Seriously, how does that make sense? You're a taxpayer. You've got uh, children or grandchildren or grandmother, and, and they go to the Roxbury Community Center, and they get services. They have classes. They're there while you're working, whatever it is. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And you're telling me they're getting the boot so that you can move in a whole slew of illegal aliens? Something's not right with that. The math is just not mathing for me. Sorry. And in addition to that, Keith, as you know, is a uh, psychiatrist. And I just want to learn a little bit more about narcissism. Because I'm pretty sure I'm dealing with a narcissist these days. And uh, I, I, I don't know. What, what are the proper uh, mechanisms? Well, we'll ask him, all right? And, and then you pick out something. And we'll ask him about that as well. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is not Thursday. Stop. Stop with the Thursdays. It's Friday Eve. Man, I'm telling you, just feels better, looks better. Uh, my good friend, Dr. Keith Abel, is going to be along in uh, two hours. Uh, we'll talk about some of the uh, political stuff he sees up there in Massachusetts. And what I'm talking about in particular is the governor up there, Maura Healy, saying to the kids and the seniors in Roxbury, nah, get out. you got to make room for illegal aliens to uh, be there in your community center. I, I, I just, I'm sorry. I just don't get it. And uh, narcissism. I've been tiptoeing through an old copy of the DSM, and, you know, Dr. Ablo is a psychiatrist by training. And I think I might now know a, a real, honest-to-goodness narcissist. I'm just not sure what to make of it. So uh, Keith is going to give us some advice. We'll do that at 533. You know that I, I grew up listening to the radio. Sometimes I wasn't supposed to be listening to the radio. I'd be in my bedroom. The lights were off. at little transistor radios like under the pillow and i'd be dialing around and getting stations from all over the place and then in in my later life i started listening to this guy out of chicago uh steve Dahl, who among other things had his lateness as sponsor i thought oh god he's brilliant but i couldn't hear him regularly i had to sit by the atlantic ocean at about one o'clock in the morning in my car all alone it, weird but that's how brilliant he was. I remember sitting in my parents' driveway in Boca in the middle of a torrential thunderstorm, listening to Phil Hendry as he was creating radio that was, oh my gosh, it was just mind-boggling and life-changing. He had Israel playing the Nazis in the Soccer World Cup. Right, It's offensive and wrong and terrible, but you could not turn away from it. I'm telling you, radio is vital. Very few people... 
uh, are as talented a broadcaster and as vital a part of the radio community as Michael Harrison. I've known Michael for many, many, many years. Uh, he's simply put one of the best, and I, I wasn't the least bit surprised when he was appointed as the executive advisor for the 2024 World Radio Day. But I want you to experience again some of his brilliance and insight, and I'm so happy to say he's here. Michael, thank you for being here, man. Jeff Katz, uh, what an incredible introduction. I'm humbled. Thank you so much. You know, I grew up listening to you. I'm only kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was the TARDIS you were using, right? Uh, Time and relative dimensions, I think. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it's funny. You you captured some of the magic of radio in your description of um, listening by the ocean, the things that we would do to get that signal out of the air, the thrill of uh, when uh, our generation were kids of listening on the AM radio late at night and hearing a station from another part of the country uh, was and the, and the static yes. uh, it was magic it and was. and I actually think that uh, the magic is what's missing from most of today's media because and, and you know it's it's all part of progress but when you think about it you know what was it like uh, for say you know I'd say seventy percent of the audience that's listening now to us has some uh, kind of historic roots in the 20th century mm-hmm. and uh, understand that going to the movies was magic, uh, reading the newspaper and seeing the front page and pictures on it, maybe you'd be on it or somebody you knew is magic. Television was magic. Radio is magic. One of the reasons magic doesn't exist today is because everybody has their own their own medium. Everybody has their own show. Everybody has their own following. Everybody's concerned about their ratings. You know, when it comes to like me, follow me, click me, you know, <laughs> do me, love me. So, um, but ra- radio um, as um, being celebrated this coming February 13th, um, uh, UNESCO, part of the arts part of the United Nations, has uh, declared the 13th of February every year. They've been doing it now for 12 years. This is the 13th annual installment of World Radio Day. Its theme is a century informing, educating, entertaining. And um, radio does that. And the point of it all is, in spite of the fact that for many, the magic of all media is gone. In spite of the fact that radio is now competing with a wide variety of exotic uh, digital competition, which all media faces, and in spite of the fact that there is a huge growing generational divide between immigrants from the 20th century and natives of the 21st century, um, two very different lands, um, radio still is a viable, iconic lifeline for many people, both domestically and internationally, and to throw the baby out with the bathwater is a crime against culture, history, and our future. So I'm very excited about having the um, opportunity to advise UNESCO on it this year, and uh, so far it's been very successful. Plus, we wrote a song, you know, I'm in a rock band, uh, yes. Gun Hill Road, yes. and you're going to have the Virginia premiere of it sometime in either tomorrow or on Monday, because <laughs> it's just coming out of the studio, and uh, it's called Over the Radio Waves, and it really celebrates everything I just talked about, about radio, its diversity and its pertinence, and uh, I look forward to um, that hitting the airwaves for oh, a week. I, I am stoked about that, Michael, and I, and I want to ask you about the role that radio plays versus what I hear from 
well, I, I hear from everybody, and you know this in our industry. Well, is it radio? Is it audio? Are we simply consuming audio? Uh, is it is it just about the platform? But the, the unique quality of radio does remain, doesn't it? Well, the unique quality of radio, one, is tied to the fact that it's magic and goes over the airwaves, but it also, like other media in this era, is digital, and it goes through the wires, and it goes through podcasting, and it goes online, and it goes over satellites. So to relegate radio to only being AM, FM, and heard on AM, FM devices is to limit what it really is. Mm-hmm. Follow what I'm saying now very carefully and give it thought. And I don't just mean you. I mean everybody listening to this broadcast. Radio, as we have known it in our lifetimes, is an aesthetic. It's a, it's a principle based upon certain cultural um, pointers that resonate with us. Uh, Louis Armstrong was once asked, what is jazz? And he said, if you have to ask, you'll never know. And radio is that way. Radio is an aesthetic. It has to do with a show, its boundaries between its compartments of entertainment, education, uh, uh, information, news, journalism, uh, lifeline, uh, first responder information, um, drama, comedy, music, opinion, free speech. It all blends into an aesthetic that you just know. It's radio. Now, if you look at it as audio, you're taking away whatever magic is left and whatever it is about going to a movie theater and seeing a big film or reading something in a newspaper and and understanding the the front page from the last page and and all of the different things that that make media special. Um, If you lose that and you just go audio, then it's going to become nothing but audio presented by public utilities. Mm-hmm. There'll be no magic of a radio station, a radio network, a radio chain, a, a group of people on, on the same platform who um, share a certain camaraderie. Um, and I can't explain it any more than that. Do you follow my drift? Oh, absolutely, Michael. This is, I, again, I, I love radio and i i often try to share with my listeners uh, with my viewers who are watching on social media who people who are reading things that uh when i talk about what i do i say radio and then however you choose to consume that well you know that's on you uh i i i wonder though uh, i look at uh, some of the some of the names i, I just mentioned and, and there's always this question are, are are we raising up new broadcasters do we have a bench do we have new people coming into it or are people saying hey i'm just gonna set up my own little podcast over here i, I don't need no stinking radio station Yeah, well, I mean, you can have a podcast over there, and it might be a fabulous podcast, but um, ultimately it's a home movie as opposed to being a a spectacular coming from MGM. You know, know, uh, we've always dealt with the mixing and matching of form and content when it comes to to media, but... You know, there's an old saying in our in our industry called content is king. Well, platform is king, too. Mm. And, you know, you, you could be the guy playing the violin on the sidewalk in front of Carnegie Hall and be the best violinist in the world. The guy playing on the stage in Carnegie Hall might be the second best violinist <laughs> in the world. But who are people going to pay more money to see? <laughs> So very true. Now, you, Michael, are are looking at 
World Radio Day on February the 13th. So yes. what's the difference between American radio and, uh, I don't know, what they're doing in the U.K. or Canada or down in Australia? Well, that was the eye-opener for me, and I brought a lot of the sensibilities that I have uh, picked up along the years that I've been involved in American radio to the international stage. But Americans, just uh, not just in radio, but many things, know less about the world than the world knows about America. And radio in the world is as diverse as anything I've ever seen. There are stations that are run by the, the uh government. There are big companies, as we have in this country. There are mom-and-pop operations. There are a whole wide variety of stations called community stations. Some of the stations are so important to their community, yet so poor, they don't even have walls. They're in tents and uh, with, with, with tarps over the top when it rains. And, and yet the people that listen to these stations need these stations as a lifeline. There's a station in Ukraine right now, 24 miles from the border with Russia, uh, called Boil Over Radio, where you're able to boil over, call up and express your frustration with what's going on there, with the bombings and the, the uncertainty and the need for both in, uh, information and inspiration. Mm. Um, so, so radio, and in this country, the debate, that, the discussion, I don't even want to say debate, the discussion we're having about the proposition that a lot of car uh, car manufacturers want to get rid of am radio in cars yes. as if am is obsolete am radio in the united states is a lifeline to many people for certain types of music for certain mm -hmm. types of ethnic information and how about that little old thing we call news talk radio which is a bastion of support for the first amendment of the united states upon which our democracy and freedom are based oh, so yes. uh it's about taking a look at radio universally as opposed to colloquially. Okay. And boy, is that a thrill for me. And I think it helps those of us in American radio understand we're part of something much bigger than just, uh, I hate to say the same old, same old that we think of as uh, American radio. Uh, uh, are, are you see, well, seeing, are you hearing, rather, let me phrase it, are you hearing in other parts of the world uh, talk radio that has a feel of American radio, and the reason I ask that is that oftentimes I will listen to radio stations around the world because I just think it's the coolest thing ever, and I will hear some of the, well, some of the same positioners or statements or these big American voices on Irish radio stations, and I'm thinking, no, I want to hear the Irish guy uh, telling us that it's, uh, you know, Belfast talk or something, but is the presentation comparable in your ear? It's becoming a little bit more so now than it has been over um, the, the past years. Yeah. Uh, there's an interest uh, in uh, the operators of radio around the world and how it's done in America. However, and I've learned this having made speeches before broadcast audiences uh, in other countries, the culture is so different outside the United States when it comes to how we talk to each other, how we treat each other, what music we consider to be popular, um, how we promote ourselves, that um, many people around the world consider American radio garish. That uh, in some places they never say, we're number one for the second year in a row. No, that, they, that, that how would you? That, that's garish to say you're number one. Uh, and, you know, I think of that as just normal. <laughs> so so and, and, and I think the key to the answer to your question is, and I'm sorry to say, 
there seems to be more concern internationally if you're not in an autocratic uh, or, or a dictatorship mm-hmm. um, like Russia, China, yeah. uh, or, or North Korea. There seems to be more of a concern outside of the United States in the principles of journalism. We are losing the principles of journalism in America because of the blurry lines between entertainment and information Absolutely. and education. Yes. And um, I think we need to get back to that. I, well, I couldn't agree with you more. Michael Harrison is joining me. Michael is uh, just a, a tremendous broadcaster himself. He, he gave rise to the uh, the trade paper for, for talk radio when most of us didn't even know what we were doing. We didn't know what to call it, but Michael had it all figured out. So how do we celebrate World Radio Day, Michael? Do we just all stand outside with our old uh, transistor radios and just groove a little bit? Well, that doesn't hurt, but um, I'm, I'm trying to encourage radio stations to take advantage of the fact that United, the United Nations has deemed radio to be important enough to endorse it by having a World Radio Day, which is, is an official UN-sanctioned day, uh, and run with it. And uh, we have uh, provided stations with uh, 20 World Radio Day minutes that are free, uh, that they could run, um, 13 ideas of how to engage the audience in radio-oriented activity. For example, even a music station, we suggest, hey, do a countdown survey of the 10 greatest songs that use the word radio in them that are about radio. It's more about recognizing radio. We encourage radio stations to make deals with local electronic stores uh, to put a discount on on radios if they sell radios anymore <laughs> you know yeah. all kinds of things yeah. but um i do hope that you play our song which oh, comes out to. called over the radio waves by gun hill road um, a group that uh, this old man is still a part of uh, they've been around since 1969 <laughs> and still okay. going strong yeah, not an old man at all one of the most energetic and meaningful people in my business that i that i've ever known is you and i was just going to ask you tell me a little bit about gun hill road because i'm stoked i've already alerted jeremy that th- this is incoming and when we get it we get to uh, uh break it in virginia for sure um, yeah well i'm going to make sure that you get it first in virginia before anybody because i, I i'm a man of my word and plus you are the most important radio talk show host, not only in Virginia, but one of the most important in America. Um, but Gun Hill Road is a group that has, uh, over the last uh, five, six years, attained great popularity on talk radio, mm-hmm. a rock band that's played on the radio because um, our songs deal with messages. We have a song called Idiots which is about how idiocy is destroying our democracy. We have uh, a song uh, about animal um, uh, welfare, uh, being treating animals with dignity, caring about them. Um, We have a song coming out in two weeks after World Radio Day called Damn Scammers Get Off My Phone about scams. We have a song about artificial intelligence. In other words, they're issues songs. Um, I'm uh, Musically, the group is superb. Uh, My bandmates are Steve Goldrich, Paul Reich, and Brian Coonan. My son, Matthew B. Harrison, is the producer of the videos. If you have a chance, folks, go to um, go to idiotsvideo.com mm-hmm. to take a look and see what it is that we do. And um, uh, you know the band members. You've seen them at, at yeah. radio conventions. And, uh, and, well, and, and it, I'll tell you, it's exciting for me to be a part of something so vibrant. Yeah. Well, 
I, I got to tell you, Mike, you know, we have played the uh, the idiot song uh, many, many, mm-hmm. many times. That's in our, our rotation here. I'm looking forward to the World Radio Day thing. All right, I got to ask you, because you're... Uh, it, Again, you're a brilliant broadcaster, but but you started in in the music side of things when, yes. when this AOR stuff was again. I mean, you had the letters, but nobody knew what they meant. So I mean, you you were was a backfilling, right? Oh yeah, we're going to talk about albums and stuff. So you said music stations should pick the top ten songs. We don't have time for that. My number one song that uses the word radio comes from B Bumble and the Stingers. Remember that Life Is a Rock, but the radio rolled me. That was a great song. That was that shirt. Yeah, Life is a Rock on the Radio Rolled Me. Yeah. Yeah. Came out yellow vinyl. And you turned me on. I'm a radio. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's so many. There are hundreds of songs about radio. And there are hundreds of songs um, on radio about cars. And (laughs) I put out the argument. I used to say, I, I said recently to the to the heads of all the car dealers, you're betraying the medium that gave you glamour. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Am I right? You're totally right. What are you kidding me? Uh, driving is not the same without the radio. Right. And, 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 right? And we, and we gave it life. We gave it. I, I got it. Before that, nifty to get from one place to another. But now enjoy the ride, uh, smile at the ride, laugh at the ride, yell when you're driving. I mean, they, they yeah. did that. You know, you know what it comes down to, Jeff? I'm all for diversity, and I'm a forward-thinking guy. I'm not a merchant of nostalgia. I right. am a student of history, and they're two different things. But I'm forward-thinking. But uh, if you don't have um, a, a, unit, a, a unification of popular culture in one level or another, all we have now is football. Everything else is so fractionalized, it actually diminishes the popular culture of a nation. A nation is stronger if at least a a significant percentage of the people are on the same page about what the popular music is, what the big books are, what's in the news. Uh, We don't have that anymore. And that has a way of deteriorating the uh, integrity of the national spine. It's a dangerous thing. So uh, radio really can play a major role in making uh, a nation have a culture that binds it together that's more important than the differences that we argue about. Absolutely. Michael, uh, you've heard this phrase before. I'm so out of time and overtime, but I thank you so much. Uh, every time that uh, we're able to have you here, boy, it just uh, uh, it elevates everything. And I, I Well, it's an honor for me to be with you, and I appreciate your kind words. Keep up the great work. You're amazing, and you're a major part of this thing called radio. Thank you, my friend. That is Michael Harrison, and uh, we will get all those links up because I want you to check it out. We've got the uh, the Idiot Song in rotation. We'll have the World Radio Day song coming up in the next day or two. It'll be debuted here, and he's just one of the best, Michael Harrison. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday Eve. We've got a lot that we are dealing with. Thanks again to the great Michael Harrison. Gosh, if 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 you don't, well, if you don't know Michael, it's it's okay. But uh, for those of us who are actual talk radio people, uh, Michael is just one of the uh, one of the biggest uh, names, one of the most influential people. 
uh, and and just a damn good guy and somebody I am uh, proud to call a friend and have for I guess it's got to be about well just about thirty years yeah so it's a long time and and and, and his his expertise his, his analysis is just always spot on all right we got a lot that uh, we're dealing with and uh, I do want to uh, chat a little bit about uh, some of these other things I did share this uh, story out of Canada. You know, I pay attention to a lot of Canadian media, and why is that? Well, Heidi and I had planned at one point, uh, we were going to move to Montreal. And during the uh, the Obama years, we said, you know what, we're getting out of Dodge. We're, yeah, we, we did. We just said, we're going to go. We're going to go. And, and we used to uh, vacation in Montreal all the time, all the time, when... Uh, we were uh, living and working in uh, Massachusetts. Oh, my goodness. All the time. So we, we came to love Montreal. We, we loved the area. Each of us is able to say, je Paul André, petit pot de français. And, you know, it, it all seemed like it would be great. And at the time, real estate values up there were pretty low. The prices were, were pretty low. And... You didn't have to be anywhere. I mean, you still don't have to be anywhere for this particular job of mine, right? You can be anywhere and be on the air, do your broadcast. So I was like, okay, well, this is going to be fine. This will be just fine. And we went through the problem. We started to go through the process. And uh, I, I don't want to uh, drag it out more than I have to, but we got to the point where the very polite, very Canadian immigration people were uh, telling us about all these great opportunities, and this could you could do this, and you could do that, blah, 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 blah. And then we mentioned Julia, <clears throat> boom, like a hammer came down. And the guy said, oh, well, you can't come. You, you can't come. I said, why? Well, your daughter's disabled, right. I said, well, but you know, I'll maintain the insurance. Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely. I, I, I've never heard a Canadian raise his voice before. Absolutely not. And this guy went from being sweet as, as maple syrup, excited about the possibility of having a high-income American living in La Belle Provence, to, dude, don't even fill out the paperwork. I thought, wow. And I kind of thought and said to Heidi, well, you know, maybe we just got the wrong guy. It's the wrong day, right? And checked back with somebody else. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. So all of these welcoming folks, all of these happy-go-lucky people, you know, here, oh, we don't even go anywhere in the world. And health care is free. And, and it's all welcoming. And no, it's not. But I... Still, for whatever reason, I, I still stay attached to Canadian media. And so I read these these stories, these accounts. I see some of the craziness that's going on in Canada. And I, I think to myself, even though I used to describe Canada as our attic, because you think about it, Canada, it, it is. It's sort of like our attic. You kind of forget it's there. And every once in a while, you go up there. And and you see things you haven't seen in a while. You go, oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, like an old memory or something, or just something nice, an old toy. Polite 
people with these clean streets, except the polite people aren't polite anymore and the streets are no longer clean. Canada is going where the United States is headed. Canada, in many cases, are already there. And you've seen the abuse of citizens. You've seen crackdowns in ways that I don't think any of us could have imagined. But there is a glimmer of hope. There's a glimmer of hope. Out in Alberta, the province of Alberta, they have a conservative, and it's a Canadian conservative, so it's not exactly what you and I would would, would deem a conservative here in the United States. But by Canadian standards, a conservative, Danielle Smith, she has just unveiled some changes to rules in the province of Alberta. If, if you've not been to Alberta, by the way, some beautiful places. You have two big cities, Calgary and Edmonton. Edmonton is much further north. It's the uh, provincial capital, much colder. Uh, Calgary has the, uh, the Calgary Stampede, where all of the uh, politicians go and they wear cowboy hats, even though they really shouldn't, and they serve pancakes. Any of that sound familiar, right? I mean, th- there's, there's a million opportunities. doesn't matter where you are in the world, I guess. Uh, politicians are going to go and politic. But uh, what else have you got in Alberta? Oh, Banff. Banff National Park and uh, the Canadian Rockies, glaciers out there. Anyway, so Danielle Smith has come out with some new... Re- After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Regulations and they're groundbreaking for Canada, but they give me hope. They have unveiled these new policies. It bans gender reassignment surgery for anyone under the age of 17. Period. No exceptions. That's it. And Danielle Smith had a uh, video posted, posted it yesterday. You can see it if you go to the Edmonton Journal website or the. Uh, Well, both of the Calgary newspapers have it as well. But she says, hey, we we love our children. And we're not trying to hurt our children. We're trying to help our children. But we know if you're under the age of 17, you're, you're just not equipped to make these sorts of decisions. And the government sure as heck is not in a situation to make those decisions for you. They also now have a ban on hormone therapy for children 15 and under. So between the ages of 15 and 17, if you really are thinking, I I think, I think I'm supposed to be with them over there, then you have the opportunity, if there are authorizations from a medical doctor, 
from some sort of a psychologist or a psychiatrist and your parents to utilize hormone therapies. Oh, let me rephrase it. 16 and 17. Those age 16 and 17 will be allowed. So at age 15, no, you're still you're still not allowed. Uh, they have to be themselves deemed mature enough to make the decision. Well, that that's a pretty high standard to meet, which is good. And then they must also have parental consent, consent from a physician, consent from a psychologist, approval. This is a game changer, and it's a game changer in a good way. I don't know where we are. Gosh, this is a story that continues to uh, percolate all over the place, doesn't it? But there it is. There's a small glimmer of hope, and I'm happy about that. Another glimmer of hope. Can I give you an update on uh, Sheriff Carl Leonard? Carl, as you know, has uh, for, I guess it's about 10 years, done these great fundraising efforts for the Special Olympics. And in fact, members of the Chesterfield County Sheriff's Office, every year they put together this team, they call themselves the Super Sickles, and they go out to uh, Virginia Beach and they jump in the water. Because they're crazy, but they're nice. I mean, they're, they're, they're good people, but they are just nuts. And then Carl, every year, just sort of gooses it up a bit, just dials it up a little bit and says, okay, I'm going to do something even crazier, but you got to pledge money for Special Olympics. This year, he came up with this whole idea of tattoos. He said, if I can raise $10,000, I am going to get the Special Olympics logo tattooed and I will do it on Facebook. We'll do a Facebook Live broadcast so you'll be able to watch as it happens. Well, guess what? He got to $10,000. And along the way, I listen, I'm a helpful guy. I said, eh, you know, I'd love to go jump in the ocean with you, but I'm, I'm busy that day, and I'm not insane. So I can't do it. However, if, if you can raise $15,000, well, you know what? I'll sit down right next to you at Journey's End Tattoo Studio in Powhatan, and I will let Mike Ivey give me the Special Olympics logo as a tattoo as well. Now, there's only another day left, and Carl's close. Oh, look, Carl's over ten grand. He's definitely getting the tattoo. He's up around $12,000 right now, a little bit more than $12,000. So uh, if he can raise another $3,000, then I will be there next to him, and I, too, will get the tattoo. If he comes up shy, it's just not going to happen, but we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see which way it goes. If you want to help him, just go and look up Carl Leonard, fundraiser, on the uh, Special Olympics of Virginia fundraising page all right you can put in like if you want to do a google search uh, polar plunge virginia beach and, and it'll come up and you just type in carl leonard and it'll take you to his page i know there are a lot of people lining up going man we are determined to get him to 15 grand because we want to see jeff Katz get one of these special olympics tattoos but right now it looks like i'm you know safe looks like it's not going to happen only another day left. I, I don't know I, I mean, if he can do it fantastic uh if, if, if you're inclined that way go and Help them out, would you please? Hey, tomorrow morning, you want to help out my buddy John Reed by listening? Uh, not that hard. In fact, it's it's 
downright pleasurable. I, I would suggest you get there early. There's always great information. John's a super-duper guy, and his program commences each and every morning at 6 a.m. So please make sure you're listening to John. I want to remind you about the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. That is always available to you. That's how you uh, communicate with us, and I'd love to see what you are thinking. Again, the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140. 415, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVN. It's uh, Friday Eve. Got a lot of stuff that we are uh, dealing with as we head through the afternoon. Heidi and I are headed out for dinner tonight. Yeah, oh, it's going to be twice. I've had, uh, I think about this. Man, I got a haircut, had lunch out. Uh, I'm going out to dinner with my bride. This is a pretty good day, don't you think? Chatting with some of my favorite people. Some great guests as well. Michael Harrison here a little bit earlier. If you missed my chat with Michael Harrison, make no mistake, it will be up at NewsRadioWRVA.com. Coming up eh, about an hour or so from now, Dr. Keith Ablo will be here. And did you put the calendar uh, notice up? Did you save the date? Politics and Pints. This is the eighth time we are doing Politics and Pints. And uh, having, well, you know, been at every single one of them, having done every single one of them, uh, I would dare say we kind of know what we're doing. We'd like to have you there. It's March the 20th. It's going to be at the historic Beacon Theater uh, in Hopewell. So if you are somebody, I, I know there's probably one or two people who have not been to a Politics and Pints as of yet, or maybe it's a long time since you went to one. Maybe you went to the first one. You haven't been back. Maybe, you know, whatever happened. We'd love to have you. Now, the tickets are not available for sale yet. Uh, I don't know why, but they're not. However, the date is now public knowledge and the location is public knowledge. So please put it on your calendar and make sure that uh, you are going to be there. Okay? All right. I, I, I want to take just a moment here and uh, tell you that... Um, Deputy Sheriff Doug Jenks has been laid to rest. Uh, we shared his Blue Friday, well, part of his uh, Lieutenant Jam McTurn Blue Friday Honor Program last night. Uh, I did get over to a Bennett Funeral Home on Lee Davis in Mechanicsville. Uh, it was packed. Beautiful photos. Th- this is something that has changed in recent history, I think. For, for funerals and visitations and wakes and viewings and all that stuff. They really have become celebrations of life, haven't they? Make no mistake. I mean, we're all sad to, to bid farewell to someone. But to walk in there, as I did, looking at the photos and the video, seeing the honor guard for Doug, which she so richly deserved but just seeing it i thought yeah it is a well-lived life my friend you have you have done great work and uh, you have earned your rest and a special thank you to uh, miles turner who has done so much for doug and his his family it is 425 jeff katz news radio wrva 
Jetcats News Radio WRVA. It is Friday Eve. Lots of stuff that uh, is, is cooking. There's no doubt about that. Tomorrow, we've got uh, some great, 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 great people, including former Congressman Dave Bratt. You know, Dave is uh, is a dear friend. Joins me every Friday. We talk about economics. It's not really political, and and it's it's a little bit like. An economics class, but without a final exam. Oh, I mean, we won't have any money and our kids will be in debt. I guess that's the final exam. But there's no midterm, so that's pretty cool. And there's no no real homework. Um, great fun, though. And I, I always look forward to that. I'm so grateful to him. By the way, we're going to be doing the show from the, uh, the Liberty University uh, studios. Uh, I've been working uh, sort of behind the scenes to get that set up. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to be. It, it'll be very, very soon. That that much I can tell you. Looking forward to that. My buddy Todd Starnes uh, does it there all the time. And uh, Dave and some of the folks there said, hey, you ought to come out. Looking forward to it. Barry Moore, my friend who's the uh, president of the uh, Better Business Bureau of Central Virginia, uh, was out there at a conference. It was like a business conference a couple of months ago. And he, he was just, gosh, he was just... Uh, crowing about it in such a good way. So I'm hoping that I get the chance to do that again. And, and he's, he's a solid guy. If you're a business owner, I, I just have to tell you this. If you are a business owner and you have not reached out to the Better Business Bureau, no, I, I, I think you are doing yourself a disservice. Now, some, some businesses don't reach out because they're thinking, man, I, I just can't pass the uh, sort of the background check to become BBB accredited. Okay, well, that's something. But if you got a solid business and you know what you're doing and you're honest and you're professional, man, those three letters make a world of difference. Oh, current congressman as well, Bob Good, is going to be here. Looking forward to uh, chatting with him. We'll find out what the heck's going on in D.C. I think, I don't have it in front of me, but I think... Uh, my buddy John McGuire, state senator now, uh, running for Congress. He's running against Bob Good in the uh, Republican primary. So, I mean, it's getting kind of messy in the 5th District, I think. But I think John will be on next week, give us a sense of what's going on in the state Senate. So, all good, right? All good stuff. I just got a, a message here from Amazon. I, I want to share it with you because some stuff just confuses me. And maybe, maybe you can figure it out for me. So you know that Heidi and I purchased the brand-new Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. And it's not that we were like, oh, my God, we got to get a new phone. Our phones, by phone standards, are old. They're from 2021. So three years in the world of phones, let's not kid ourselves. These are like dinosaurs now. I still love it, but I know when the new phone comes, I'm going to be looking at the new phone going, huh? I can't believe it. We, we might as well had a, should would have had a like a piece of slate and a and a hammer and a chisel like Fred Flintstone or something. But the case Heidi went for an OtterBox case, and it was cheaper on Amazon with quicker delivery than it was from OtterBox. So what the heck? We ordered it on Amazon. It's supposed to be here today. Uh, the package. <laughs> package has been delayed in transit as of four o'clock this afternoon but here's the part that i don't understand yesterday at 251 p.m heidi's otterbox case arrived at the amazon facility in ashland virginia 
At 7.52 last night, Heidi's Otterbox left the Amazon facility in Ashland, Virginia, and 37 minutes ago, Amazon reported to me that Heidi's Otterbox phone case has been delayed in transit. You guys are literally right down the street. If I come out of my neighborhood and turn left on uh, Route 54, I will drive right to the Amazon facility. It's going to take me, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. How could you get delayed in transit? Did the Amazon driver run out of gas? Did he just, well, I mean, I just don't get it. It's a straight shot. I don't think they even have to turn except when they come into the neighborhood. Doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, as you know, there are a lot of things that don't, <laughs> just don't make sense to me. Uh, let me let me share a couple of uh, little snippets of sound if that's all right. Uh, where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? Okay. How about Chip Roy? Well, this isn't actually Chip Roy. This is Joy Reid attacking Chip Roy. And you're going to have to try and figure out why, because I can't quite figure out why. Uh, Yes, yes, it was on MSNBC. Mm. And you know the deal, right? I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. No, no, seriously, it's okay. Unless you work for Amazon and you get Heidi's Otterbox phone case here today, that'd be great. All right, let's hear cut number one, please. Texas Congressman Chip Roy told Fox last week, channeling the old Dixiecrat South's massive resistance against Supreme Court ordered desegregation. Quote, you tell the court to go to hell. You defend yourself and then figure it out later. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Did you hear the Chip Roy comments? Did they have anything to do with the old Dixiecrats? Who, Joy, did you point out they were actually Democrats? How come you don't do that? I mean, well, we know why, right? There's the big cover-up. The left just doesn't want to acknowledge who the Democrats are, who the Democrat Party has been. Part of it, of course, just, just ask a leftist. They'll tell you how stupid you are. They'll insult you to your face. They'll demean you because they don't care. They, they are firmly convinced they are far smarter than you are. They know better for you than you know for you. It gets tiresome, doesn't it? It does. I don't know about you. I, I've gotten completely and totally tired of it at this point in my life. But Chip Roy simply said, hey, you've got illegal aliens who are, well, they're in your backyard. And I don't mean figuratively. I mean, they're literally in your backyard. They're on your ranch that's near the border. You've got to protect your family. You've got to protect your property. That's what he's talking about. And she still slams him. You want to hear a little bit more on this whole border thing? Because it is, uh, on one level, it's just damn near the dumbest thing that I've heard recently. The President of the United States, whoever that might be, Ronald Reagan, George Bush with a W, George Bush with an HW, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Joe Biden. The President of the United States is in charge of the activities of executive level 
agencies and departments. Guess what? The United States Border Patrol is an executive level agency. The president can decide today, shut that border down. He doesn't need permission from Congress. He doesn't need permission from the Senate. This president has chosen not to do that. This president has taken the border and demolished it. And he's turned the members of the U.S. Border Patrol and Customs and Border Protection into into uh, Lyft drivers and Uber Eats delivery dudes. That's what he has. Oh, and then they also do babysitting on the side to make ends meet. It's insanity. It's nonsense. It's insulting. Now, Joe Biden and his ilk claim, oh, well, you know, if, if Congress would do this, and who's going along with all this nonsense? You know as well as I do, right? Legacy news media hacks. They just cannot do enough to prop him up. Cut number two. We turn now to the border, and tonight the eye-opening message from a leading Senate Republican who was asked if House Republicans should tune out Donald Trump on this. Rachel Scott on the Hill. Today, Donald Trump turning up the pressure on Republicans to reject the border security bill their own party has demanded for months. Trump attacking the compromise bill Senate Republicans and Democrats are working on together, saying, call it the stupid bill and make sure it doesn't get passed. The bad border deal would be worse than no deal at all. Trump wants to kill the bill so he can run on immigration in the general election. But Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell vowing to push forward. Obviously, this is a incredibly challenging uh, political discussion we've been having. I still favor trying to make law when you can. Conservative Republican Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma, who has been leading the negotiations, tells me Republicans have been waiting for this moment for 30 years. Republicans have talked about this for a long time. We've done lots of press conferences. We've done lots of trips to the border. We've done lots of moments to be able to say something needs to be done. This is our something moment. And to Republicans Republicans that are watching what the former president is saying, calling it a betrayal, calling it a stupid bill, are you just telling them to tune that out? No, I'm just telling them to read the bill and make their own decision on it. Donald Trump has called the Senate bill ridiculous, insisting it will only make things worse. But here's the thing. Nobody even knows what's in that compromise yet. It is still being negotiated, David. Not even made public yet. Rachel Scott live on the Hill. Rachel, thank you. How is it possible for such a colossal, colossal, colossal example of journalistic malpractice to take place on a uh, national television news program? How is that possible? I mean, there it is. We all saw it. We heard it. If you didn't see it, by the way, you can look at the video. It's over on uh, The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. And, uh, yes, I stick stuff up on X as well. Jeff Katz Show. Jeff Katz Show on X. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. How, how is it possible that there can be such epic screw-ups? How, how is it possible for those two people who, you know, they earn a lot more than I do? No doubt about that. How is it conceivable that they don't say, oh, by the way, if the president really wanted to close the border, he could make a phone call, send a text, I don't know, smoke signals, whatever he wanted to do, and say to Alejandro Mayorkas, get it done. It's an executive department. I don't know. But there you have it. All right. 
There you have it. Coming up at uh, 5.33, Dr. Keith Apple is going to join us again. I've got two biggies. I want him to weigh in on the the left-wing governor up there, Democrat uh, Maura Healey in Massachusetts, who's kicking kids, kicking older people out of a community center. Oh, and the community center is not in a well-to-do suburban enclave, you know, populated with guilty liberals. No, 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 no. It's in an urban area. Kicking those people out in favor of illegal aliens. And, because I've been sort of tiptoeing through an uh, old copy of the DSM, uh, I want to ask uh, Keith about uh, narcissism. How can I really recognize like a real honest-to-goodness narcissist? Because I think I have. And if that's the case, how do you deal with a real honest-to-goodness narcissist? Hopefully he's got some answers. 445, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Fifty-one. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA on a uh, Friday Eve. I I always listen to uh, to that song on the road again, and I, I can't help but be drawn back to Barney Miller. Uh, I mean, well, it just ties together so very, very, very closely. All right, I got a uh, an email here. I'm going to have to share with you in a second. Jeff at the JeffCatcho.com, but. Uh, before I get to that, there is a uh, report out of Connecticut. It is from uh, Brookfield High School. Last Wednesday, which would be uh, yesterday, uh, there was a tampon dispenser that was installed 9 o'clock, uh, I'm sorry, 9.30 in the morning on uh, Wednesday inside the boys' bathroom at Brookfield High School in Brookfield, Connecticut. Uh, at 9.52 a.m., apparently, it was ripped from the floor, uh, ripped from the wall, rather, and tampons were scattered all over the floor in the boys' bathroom. Now, there's a new state law in Connecticut that, mans- that mandates tampon dispensers, sanitary napkin dispensers in boys' bathrooms because, all right, I don't know why either, but they do. And uh, while the the principal is outraged, and I get it, I mean, it's vandalism, it's uh, all the rest of it, but isn't there something else at work? I mean, honest to God, sh- sh- shouldn't we actually talk about this? Shouldn't we really point out that boys don't get periods? That's all. Well, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's not a it's not a judgment. It's simply an observation. So so why on earth are you putting these things inside the boys' room? Uh, this note comes from Merrill. He says, "Hey Jeff, uh, about your Amazon situation. I ordered an ink cartridge with one day delivery. It came at four o'clock this morning. I live oh boy, I live about eight miles west of you." And you do not mess around people's houses in the country at that time of night. That's just stupid. Yeah, that's uh, you you really don't. I'm sorry. You really don't. You just do not want to do that. You do not want to do that. And you need to be aware of these things. I'm mentioning it simply because... We ordered uh, the OtterBox phone case for Heidi's new Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. 
It's actually, now this is the weird part about the phone. It is going to cost us less with the new phone than without the new phone. I don't know exactly how the Verizon math is working, but it's working. And we looked at it, uh, Heidi and I did. And now she, she's she's very much a tech person. She loves tech. I, I don't know. I see tech as a tool. I, I don't need the newest thing. I never need the newest thing, in fact. Uh, but I, I want something that works. I want something that's reliable. And this looks pretty good. But uh, somewhere between 4 o'clock this afternoon at Amazon, which is right down the road, and now her package has been delayed in transit. A little bit weird. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., my buddy John Reed will be right here. News Radio WRVA. Jeff Cash, News Radio WRVA on a Friday Eve. It's it's actually lovely, isn't it? 53 degrees. Man, we got even warmer weather rolling in pretty soon, which is going to be great. I, I cannot wait for it. And uh, I just got, I was just chuckling here, obviously, at a text that came in on the Chronic Air of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140, I was telling everybody about this delay. You know, we ordered our uh, new phones, and uh, I think they're going to be here, what I read, like, by February the 7th or so. Okay, fine. I mean, we don't need them today. The phones are, are working, but, you know, it, it's time to upgrade, and we got a great deal, and so we're going to upgrade. Fair enough. Nothing, nothing flashy as far as we're concerned, but we want good quality phones. So we order all the, the stuff that goes along with it. I ordered the screen protectors from Samsung. I ordered a case, and Heidi won, wanted the OtterBox. She's always had an OtterBox, and she's she's not clumsy. I'm the clumsy one, but she does stuff that's more adventurous, just traipsing through the woods. You know. I'm just telling you right now, if I drop my phone from my hand to the couch that I'm seated on, my phone's going to be fine. I don't need the OtterBox, but she needs the OtterBox. So, so I order the OtterBox, and it's cheaper on Amazon. It's quicker delivery on Amazon uh, than it is on OtterBox. So I order it, and uh, yesterday it was ready to go. It, it's here in Ashland. I don't know exactly where. Well, I do know. It, it's, I guess, at the Amazon facility in Ashland, which is 10 minutes down the road. And 4 o'clock this afternoon... I get this uh, message from Amazon. It's It's been delayed in transit. Other than the Amazon driver getting a flat tire on the gray truck, I don't know what the delay could be. And then this text on the Chronic Air of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140. Jeff, it's clear the Amazon driver stopped at Jake's place to get a Jeff Cat sandwich. Hence the delay. <laughs> well, may, maybe that's what it is. And if you are going to Jake's place tonight, I, I don't know if they have any left, but boy, that seafood chowder and grilled cheese on sourdough lunch special, oh, magnificent. If they've got the seafood chowder, treat yourself. You're going to love it. All right, a couple of other things we got to uh, get updated on. The Carl Leonard fundraising for Special Olympics. I think tomorrow, uh, Jerm has told me, tomorrow is the last day, 
and the sheriff will be here, I guess, at 5 o'clock or 5.30. I don't have it in front of me, but tomorrow's the day. Sheriff Carl Lennon will be here. We'll hear the uh, final tally. He is definitely getting the Special Olympics logo tattooed on himself because it was $10,000. If he raised ten grand, he was going to get it. He's doing it on a Facebook Live broadcast, so that'll be great. And I said, well, I'd love to help out. Uh, Fifteen grand, I will get the Special Olympics logo tattooed on me. I'll do it at the same time. I'll be sitting right next to you. We're we, we, uh, going to go to uh, Journey's End Tattoo Studio in Powhatan. Mike Ivey is the, the artist, the owner out there. And when he heard us, uh, just talk, so we just sort of spitballing it on the air. And right away, man, Mike was like, hey, I'll do it. I'm in. You got it. So we've got the location. Carl is is already rolling up one of his sleeves, uh, but he hasn't quite raised $15,000 yet. So by the looks of it, uh, unless he's able to raise, I don't know, another $3,000 in the next 24 hours, it's going to be a solo. He'll be the only one getting it, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what can happen. Anything can happen, right? There's always an opportunity. Uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson is one of those guys, I know I talk about him all the time, Heidi is so tired of hearing me quote Dr. Peterson. She actually did a Jeff Katz impression the other day. Because I started out, I was going to tell her something that Dr. Peterson had said in his, uh, in his podcast, and she said, stop. And she, is, she, she just sort of stood in a certain way that I guess is how I stand. And she she did just a, a spot-on Jeff Katz impression. Because when I talk about him, I always say, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. That's his name. So she didn't get to hear the update. But Dr. Peterson has pointed out that he is not going to go along with the circus that is the Ontario College of Psychologists. It's their regulatory agency. Okay. Dr. Peterson was told by them because he dared to say, "Mm, sorry, boys are not girls and girls are not boys. And I'm not going to pretend that they are. And they didn't like uh, something he posted on, uh, I think it was Twitter at the time. So they said he has to go to training. He has to be retrained. He has to be be re-educated. And he said, well, that's absurd. So he went to one of the courts in Ontario and, and... had a hearing, and the court essentially punted. The court said, "Ah, that's up to them. They make the rules for you guys who are psychologists. We're not getting involved. So Dr. Peterson the other day said, hey, here's what's really going on. The College of Psychologists for the province of Ontario has sentenced me to re-education. It will be at my expense. There is no timeline and only they will decide if, in fact, uh, it has been successful. They would tell him, now, you need to sign up for a class. We don't know how long this uh, training is going to be. Could be a day, might be a week, might be, it could be a decade. We don't know. And you'll keep doing it at your expense until we decide that you are suitable to practice psychology again in the province of Ontario. <clears throat> and... and uh, if, if I could paraphrase him, he basically said, hey, take a hike. Take a hike. Not going to do it. And he doesn't need to. Right? His income at this point is, is exponentially higher than it was when he was 
in private practice, exponentially higher than when he was a professor at the University of Toronto and Harvard and all the other places. So, so he's in a position where he can say, yeah, you know what, go pound sand. Not going to do it. But I do wonder about psychologists who are 20 years younger than he is, and, and, and this is how they pay the bills, right? They've got a mortgage. They've got children. They have to pay the bills. And the College of Psychologists says, yeah, we don't like something you said. Now, it's not related to the practice of psychology, but we're going to deny you the opportunity to make a living. Of course, it's, it's Canada. I mean, it's kind of goofy up there. But you know it could happen here. You absolutely know it could. And it is happening here. It's, it's a danger. It's a danger. Uh, Dr. Peterson's going to be in town May the 30th at the Altria Theater. I'm so excited to go and see him. And, and we're close, close, close. I think we've got him uh, locked in to be in the program. So that'll be great stuff as well. Let me, yeah, I got just enough time here to give you a little uh, a little piece of something that I would really, really like you to uh to take a listen to, uh, it's it's up in Massachusetts, and it is Ayanna Presley who is a hardcore socialist. She's a member of the Squad. She's a member of Congress, and she is livid that Walgreens is getting ready to close their store. Take a listen to cut number five. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take, them, and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers, and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care? Shame on you, Walgreens. Having a website with talking points about health equity and underserved communities is not enough. Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation that needs to put their money where their mouth is and stop divesting from black and brown communities. Well, here's the problem. They put their money where their mouth is and your constituents robbed them blind. There you go. Any other questions? I was so happy I could help you. Thrilled that I could give you the explanation. Why, why they've you know, the, the, the diapers and the baby formulas being taken away? Yes, by your constituents who are robbing the store. That's who's taking that stuff away. Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation. I know that means they're evil. And you're a member of the squad, which means I guess you're an idiot. Well, this is just wrong. It's impacting communities of this and that. It's impacting communities where people are walking in and stealing stuff. Are you telling me Walgreens is supposed to operate as a charity in the uh, 7th Congressional District of Massachusetts that you represent? Well, I don't know if you represent it. You, you were elected. Is, is that what you're telling me? They need to uh, give up any facade of being an actual business to make you happy because your constituents are stealing things from their store. No, they have no such obligation. 
Uh, you're absolutely embarrassingly ridiculous to even suggest it, but, you know, then again, you are a member of the squad, so uh, I guess that just speaks for itself. 513, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Five twenty one, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA on a Friday Eve. We've got uh, Dr. Keith Ablo joining us just a couple of moments from now. My buddy John Reed will be here tomorrow morning at uh, six a.m. And I think I think uh, don't quote me, but I think he said he's got uh, Congressman Rob Whitman joining him. You know, I like Rob, good guy, good solid guy. Now in the afternoon. Uh, we've got a current member of Congress, Bob Good. We've got a former member of Congress, Dave Bratt. So that will be good stuff. And who knows, maybe a future member of Congress. Sometime next week, we've got uh, John McGuire dropping by. It, it, it's interesting to see how this is playing out here. I live in the 5th now. Uh, for years, uh, Rob Whitman was my member of Congress. And I just, I, I loved him. I thought he was great. I thought he was great. I'm a little, little jealous and envious now of the people uh, who are in the first district now because they've got a good guy and so bob good has been my congressman since the uh, redistricting and john mcguire as you know i put up the first john mcguire for state senate campaign sign in my front yard he had to go out and have it made up because he didn't even have any so now i'm i'm in this situation where it's like well now wait a minute who who am i supposed to be supporting there are a lot of people who are asking that question here in the fifth district and i i do want to hear from both Folks, I want to hear from Bob Good. I want to hear from uh, John McGuire. See what's really going on. See if, I mean, not like I'm a peacemaker, you know, anything like that, but uh, it, it's going to be a very hotly contested primary. So it will be interesting, and I, I just want to be as uh, fair as possible in this and hear from both of them. So anyway, that's that's sort of the lay of the land at this point, you need to be aware of that. If you're in the 5th District, then obviously that is something you're you're going to deal with. And I, I'm not here to tell you this, that, or the other, but you're, you're going to have to deal with it. I, I've got a, um, another little snippet here that you probably... <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be as surprised as the uh, CNN hack was. But you're going to be a little surprised, and I think, yeah, I've got just enough time here. If you would, cut number three, Germ. Likely, the Republican nominee for president. He has been very clear how he feels about NATO. He reiterated that feeling just a couple days ago. Listen to this. We're paying for NATO, and we don't get so much out of it. And, you know, I hate to tell you this about NATO. If we ever needed their help, let's say we were attacked, I don't believe they'd be there. You look at the Trump campaign website, Mr. Secretary General, it says, quote, we have to finish the process that we began under my administration of fundamentally reevaluating NATO's purpose and NATO's mission. Would a second Trump presidency concern you about the future of U.S.? membership in NATO? Well, I believe that the United States will continue to uh, be a staunch NATO ally uh, regardless of uh, the outcome of the U.S. elections because it is in the U.S. interest to have a, a strong Even under NATO President Trump? Because it is... Uh, well, I worked with him for four years uh, and, uh, and, and I listened carefully because uh, the main criticism has been uh, about NATO allies 
spending too little on NATO. Uh, and uh, uh, the message has been taken uh, across the alliance in Europe and Canada. So over the last years, NATO allies has, have significantly increased defense spending. Uh, uh, more and more allies meet the NATO guideline of spending 2% of uh, uh, GDP on defense. Poland is actually spending 4% of GDP. No other allies spending more than that. Uh, and, uh, and in total, have added 450 billion extra for uh, defense. So uh, the, the message from the United States that uh, uh, European allies have to step up has been, uh, has been yeah. understood and they are now really moving in the right direction and that strengthens also the transatlantic bond uh, in the, within the alliance. Wow. Uh, she is not happy about what he had to say. And if you want to see the uh, the actual video, take a look. Go to uh, the Jeff Katz Show over on Facebook. You can see it there. Five twenty six. Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. Five thirty three. Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. It is Friday Eve. Yes. Yes, it is. Friday Eve just sounds so much better than Thursday. And uh, now, each and every Friday Eve, my friend Dr. Keith Ablo joins us. Uh, you know, Keith is uh, in that other Commonwealth, uh, another beloved Commonwealth, but man, they got some issues up there. Uh, Commonwealth of Massachusetts, I, I stay up to date with the news, and I, I'm just, oh, I, I'm sickened every time I... I read that. But uh, Keith, God bless him. He's still there flying the flag, and um, we keep trying to get him down here. Uh, someday, right, Keith? You're coming south. You're coming south. Gotta come south. Yes. I stick out like a sore thumb out here. <laughs> well, uh, look, we appreciate you being here, that's for sure. And you know you're uh, you're amongst friends uh, while while we're chatting anyway. Don't let your neighbors hear, but uh, this, this, <laughs> this part of the conversation is good, right? Exactly. So, Keith, I was looking at a couple of things going on up there, and I expect insanity, downright stupidity, uh, more often than not to come from Massachusetts, but even I was blown away. I watched a video last night of your esteemed governor, Maura Healey, with, with crocodile tears telling us that the children and the seniors who normally are served by the Roxbury Community Center need to be moved out so that illegal aliens can be moved from Logan Terminal E into the Roxbury Community Center, and she had no other choices. Uh, she's your governor. you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, I have plenty of thoughts on it. Uh, how about uh, you don't displace those people uh, there's no reason uh, that uh, illegal immigrants can't be uh, transported elsewhere. Um, other states do. seems like we could do that. Why should there be this notion of being a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state when there's no sanctuary for the elderly or young people who are actually citizens? Right. It just doesn't make sense. Things have gotten turned up Side down. Uh, you know, they're moving people from Logan Airport, where they were sleeping before, to this facility, displacing others. It makes no sense. I, Keith, I, I, I wonder as well why she didn't look, I don't know, I mean, the vineyard's kind of quiet this time of year, right? Or uh, uh, someplace like that. There are a lot of big homes out there. How about Swellsley? Wellesley's got to have a community center that, yeah. that could accommodate the illegals, don't you think? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a Marriott out there uh, toward Wellesley or Weston. Uh, there might be a country club or two that could pitch some, you know, heated tents. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's absolutely insane, and uh, the idea that there can't be a better solution than to displace citizens from their rightful place makes just no sense at all at all how is it possible because people here really would like to know how is it possible for the citizens of the commonwealth of massachusetts to vote for this because we we've got to be honest there are there are just crazy people who happily vote for this sort of nonsense and then they're surprised that this sort of nonsense happens you know I don't know what it'll take for people to sort of wake up, but the trouble is that you can have um, sort of a, a mass insanity, literally mass insanity. Here I am in Massachusetts. Maybe I'll release that as my next book, Mass Insanity. As long as the folks aren't going to sleep in their homes, People are very willing to say, well, I don't know those people being displaced or the kids, the elderly. I get to feel very special because I've said we'll take any, anybody. It doesn't matter, even if we're overwhelmed, even if there's really no place where they can stay that's mm-hmm. uh, appropriate. I get to feel very special yeah. because I can cry crocodile tears, too. Yep. Uh, Right? It doesn't cost me anything. Right. And that's the trouble is that people vote for the insanity because they like to be able to feel um, superior Mm -hmm. to other people because they're flying the flag of how special they are, how selfless. Yes. When it doesn't cost anything. That's a great point. Dr. Keith Ablo joining us, just uh, uh, truly one of the most brilliant people you're ever going to have the opportunity to to interact with. Uh, also, in your neck of the woods, you've got uh, a member of Congress, Ayanna Presley, who member of the squad, as we know. Uh, she is attacking Walgreens in the House of Representatives because they closed down a location over on Warren Street uh, in her district because everything was being stolen off the shelves and somehow according to her walgreens because they're a multi-billion dollar corporation they're the evil ones and i guess ed markey and uh Focahontas are getting on board with this too yeah well uh again you know normally you would think that uh if things are being stolen and a company can't make money they the the reasonable thing the rational thing is they close their doors they move whatever it might be uh, but again Reason isn't reigning supreme. It, it hasn't in Massachusetts for the longest time, yeah. right? I mean, here, you know, as you said, displacing folks who use a community center to make room for folks who are sleeping at Logan Airport who are illegal aliens doesn't make any sense at all. And so, you know, by the way, down the street from me, I don't want to give Maura Healy any hints. Right. But Kmart couldn't make it in Newburyport. Okay, there's an empty space, tens of thousands of square feet right in Newburyport so that she can heat that and not have to move anyone out. Uh, Lots of the malls aren't doing well. So that can be a better idea.
then uh, right. Yeah, a lot of the brick and mortar uh, locations up there are well, I guess everywhere, but they're especially having some real difficulty. It's no sense, yeah. no sense at all. And uh, of course, you know, I mean, you know, the next thing is, of course, they're going to describe for-profit businesses that do the right thing and say, sorry, can't make it. Sorry, you know, we're tired of putting plexiglass on the shelves with little walks to keep people from taking the Afro nasal spray. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, can't, you know, they're the evil ones because they want people to feel as though they're being subjugated by corporations, by for-profit corporations. Thank God for for for-profit corporations. They happen to pay taxes. So... You know, what they'd like is to force them to stay open even if they're not making money, right? And then the state can take them over because when they don't, right? So that's the end game is the only people willing to stay open when there are are thieves stripping the shells bare. The only people who can do that is the state. So let's have the state come in and run the businesses. That's the end game. You know, I'm so happy you you brought that up. It hadn't even uh, occurred to me, but you're spot on, Keith. It it has to be the end game because then they get to be the savior. They love coming in saying, "Oh, we're saving this, we're preserving this." They're they're serving the underserved, and because they have absolutely positively no understanding of uh, the dreaded free market system, boy. Uh, they they can say anything they want, and do you think they really believe the crap they peddle? Huh. Uh, I'm not. I, you know what? I think that you can get so deluded, and yeah. that's the, no, the the notion of a delusion is a fixed and false belief. Yes. Right. Try to argue with someone who thinks they're a CIA officer and isn't. Uh, that they're really not. These people, I think, they believe it because the alternative. The alternative is to believe in things like autonomy, uh, the truth, mm-hmm. um, the notion that people uh, have a core self yes. that needs to be nurtured rather than erased. Yes, It's a homicidal, mass homicidal delusion. What progressives want is to erase the core selves of as many people as possible and replace it with a mirror image of the quote state, mm. which is a nothingness, That's right. a group think nothingness. Yeah. That's the, those are the stakes we're facing. Jeez. And right. So yeah. if, and then if you say things that are the truth, like, well, I don't understand. There's a community center. Well, how can it be taken over by people who aren't citizens? And you say you're going to return it to us eventually. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. You say you're going to return it to us eventually. Yeah. Like, how about no? <laughs> That's right. That's uh, like, exactly right. Yeah. Huh? It, it eliminates the problem of having to return it, not stealing it in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I've got a question, I, and I've been pitching it out to yes, uh, to, to people here all day. Uh, you know, we, we all encounter different people in our lives, and you think, huh, there's something about you that's, I mean, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, maybe it's just a different thing. So I've been thumbing through an old, uh, older, I guess, copy of the DSM. 
and I'm under. Huh. I'm in narcissism because I swear to you, Keith, I think I have uh, had interaction in the not too distant fat past with a narcissist. And and my business, you know, it, it it's crazy with egomaniacs. You know that you've been in the public life, <laughs> but but there there's a difference between it seems to me egomania and narcissism. There's just there's an edge to narcissism that is really ugly. Yeah. I mean, uh, real narcissism is, is um, you know, makes people have to maintain a false sense of self that's grandiose. It's not just a little bit like egotistical, right? Right, because egotists can be, you know, playful about it. They can poke fun at themselves at how they tend to be uh, self-focused. When you're a real pathological narcissist. Uh, the other person disappears for you because you you're addicted to maintaining a false persona, mm-hmm. and that's all of the energy you can summon. Mm-hmm. And what's behind that is this, is generally a tiny sense of self. You can't bear to revisit and actually go deal with that, so you'll do almost anything: lie, manipulate. Anything you need to do in order to maintain this false sense of self, the the puffed up sense of self, and you don't know it, so there's no there's no self um, kind of self acknowledgement. There's no ability to say, well, here's who I really am versus this is my pretend self. Yeah. No, you're inhabiting the pretend self at all costs, and anyone who gets in the way has to go. That's the question. Boy, and you're right. They, they create this character, right? It's a character they've created. It's a persona they've created. Well, what if you have to interact with someone you know is a narcissist? Is there any way to interact with them? Or do you just say, man, I am out of here? Well, the real, you know, if you're not a trained, uh, you know, healer. <laughs> yeah. And if, then the way that, yeah, the way to deal with a narcissist is to say, I can't, I'm not going to play with you. Right, I can't because you're not going to be able to meet me halfway. Yep. We're not going to get to common ground, uh, and therefore you insulate yourself and you say, "I'm not going to do. You know, I'm not going to take risks. I'm not going to look to lose here emotionally or otherwise right. with this person who can't appreciate me as a person, can't see my side of the coin at all." Mm-hmm. Now, if you were a healer. Or if this were somebody in your family, you can't avoid them. Right. Then you got to go back uh, to try to take their hand and revisit what is it that you're running from to this false sense of puffed up self. Interesting. And what's the solution to narcissism in the end? What's the solution to antisocial behavior in the end? It's love. Yeah. Yep. It, it means saying, "Listen, dude." I know what you're doing. Yeah. I see you. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're so bad. Yeah. Okay? The real you. Yes. You think you're so bad. Wow. You think you're unforgivable. Or you think that you have nothing that recommends you. The real you. Yeah. The guy who got beat up, whatever it was, bullied. You had a horrible life growing up, whatever it might be. Let's talk about that yep. because I still love you. This other stuff is nonsense. Yep. Wow. 
Spot on, Keith, as always. Hey, I want my folks who are listening to you, I want them to reach out to you. I want them to explore stuff. I want them to uh, get those those tips from Trump that we talked about the other day. <laughs> what, what What is the best way for everybody to reach out and avail themselves of Keith Ablo? You can email me, info at keithablo.com. That's easy. Uh, you can go to keithablo.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, really, anybody who feels as though they aren't what they need to be or that they could be more, yep. uh, I've got the extra 20% for you here. We'll find it together. I love it. Keith, uh, listen, think the world of your brother, and uh, always appreciate You too, man. Making time for us. That is the great Dr. Keith Ablo again. KeithAblo.com. KeithAblo.com. Next week, I think I'm going to ask Keith to pick out a couple more of those tips from former President Trump because they're just so absolutely priceless. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. He's bound to die. News Radio WRVA. It is Friday Eve. Yes, I refuse to say Thursday anymore. I'm sorry. I, I, I like this Friday Eve thing. I think it resonates, doesn't it? It is what it is. Uh, if you've not been to that website, PicturePerfectSheds.com, goodness gracious, you got to get over there ASAP. You just, uh, you, you could just, just have the perfect backyard. I'm telling you, picture perfect. I want to share this this, uh, statement, this commentary from this Congresswoman Ayanna Presley one more time. You just have to hear it. You really do. It, it is so devoid of any connection to terra firma. There's nothing in this that connects it to the real world. But I think she really believes this nonsense. Cut number five. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take, them, and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers, and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care? Shame on you, Walgreens. Having a website with talking points about health equity and underserved communities is not enough. Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation that needs to put their money where their mouth is and stop divesting from black and brown communities. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you know who else they're discriminating against? <laughs> All the thieves. Ah, the poor thieves don't have any place to rip off anymore once the store goes away. She believes that Walgreens is the responsible person there. Seriously, she really does. She believes because Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation that they are committing an act of evil. They are perpetrating a crime against her constituents. Well, I, I wonder who's robbing Walgreens blind. You think it's her constituents, maybe? Live in Massachusetts' uh, 7th Congressional District? Is that a possibility? I mean, because somebody is going in there 
and stealing stuff off the shelves like, you know, diapers and uh, baby wipes and baby forms and all this other stuff. She's she's worried about how it's disappearing from the community. It's disappearing because people in the community are stealing that stuff. Maybe you like Walgreens. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Maybe you like CBS. Maybe I don't care. It's a business. Do you know any other business where you can just walk in and just steal stuff? I'll tell you something. You walk into some businesses, because I know a lot of business owners, you walk into some businesses and try to steal something, woo, you're going to be in a world to hurt, as you should be. It's a business. And businesses operate to generate a profit. That's what they do. It's only these wackadoodle leftists who think that CBS and Walgreens and, 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 and every other store you can think of is somehow, some way supposed to be a charity. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Uh, Politics and Pines coming back to the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. That is going to be on uh, March the 20th. should be a Wednesday, right? I think it's Wednesday, March the 20th. Uh, Please save the date. You can't buy the tickets yet. That'll be any day, but it will be soon. And again, it will be March the 20th at the historic Beacon Theater theater i want you to have a fantastic evening all right it's a beautiful night god willing you and i get the chance to do this all over again starting at three jeff katz news radio wrd adios and viacondios going home now to stay T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.